Suns get back on top with a win. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you have decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day, my family and I greatly appreciate it. You have found the only podcast in the world that is completely devoted to the coverage of four major franchises of one major market of Phoenix, Arizona, but we do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship soccer with the Phoenix Rising, the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury, all under one podcast, all for you every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and not Sunday, not Monday. I almost went ahead and kept on uh, rolling right into that and and saying that. Um, But that's what makes us different, that we're available to you those days and those teams from this distance this city covering that city that state of Phoenix Arizona yeah anyway happy uh, Thursday goodness mixed up my uh, days of the week already and uh, the um Week is more than half over, and uh, yeah, so there's that. Hope you had a um, a good Thursday, a, a good week so far, and uh, it, Friday is right around the corner. Excuse me, had to clear my throat, but um, anyway, yeah. Uh, that that's that's where we are. That's what we're doing. Um, week uh, halfway halfway through, or more than halfway through. So um, something to something to be excited about. Uh, as far as uh, today's uh, show goes, um, just uh, uh, Cardinals and and Suns got to talk about. Um, and Suns kind of getting back on top. Um, after a uh, loss in Philadelphia. So that's the main topics. Um, other than that, uh, that not much uh, really going on. A little bit more than uh, yesterday's show, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, unpopular opinion. Uh, I've been um, driving in the snow and that now that's not the unpopular opinion, but I'm gonna get to it. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, snow uh, fall recently here in Billings, and I think I mentioned the uh, first day uh, we uh, hour that that I drove, I had to um, get used to breaking. Uh, my braking wasn't uh, happening as quickly uh, as I needed to. I was kind of sliding to my stop instead of uh, slowing down and then, you know, braking earlier before I get to before I get to my stop, if that makes sense. But anyway, that was the big issue um, driving in the snow. 
with an all-wheel drive vehicle, and I don't say that to to gloat any, but that's just the truth, and that's what I have. It's um, not too difficult at all, um, in my opinion. But here is the unpopular opinion, uh, or at least I I feel like it is one. I would prefer to drive in the snow when the roads aren't clear. And here's why. Um, the only uh, big negative about the roads not being clear is that you can't see the lines on the road. Uh, separating the lanes and other different things, but that's not too diff- difficult to uh, really maintain and, and worry about because, you know, if you've driven any amount of time, you know how, uh, especially in your, your town and your area, you know where the lines should be. So you just, you know, do your best to uh, maintain that that uh, distance in in the respected lane that you're supposed to be in, if that makes sense. So that that's like the biggest negative. Um, to me, the big positive is when the roads aren't clear. Uh, they don't use the uh, or well. When the roads are being are being clear, let's go with this. The uh, salt uh, will melt the snow um, and the and the ice, but uh, that only lasts for so long until the ice um, or well the water refreezes and makes ice, and so therefore makes the road more slick. And to me, um, it's, I, I, you know, it's, it, it seems to be a little bit more dangerous, if you will. So that's why I prefer the unmelted snow and ice. Uh, and, and maybe just because I have a, all-wheel drive vehicle that, that that's why I prefer that but you know without the um melted ice to um become slush and then therefore start to refreeze again and become ice again you're not sliding all over the place so that's that's one of the uh things that I, I like so um and I feel like it's also better to um, not just to drive on is the uncleared areas, but also to walk on. Um, I was uh, downtown earlier uh, yesterday, and um, and I, it was pretty slick. There was this lady that she um, busted it, and... and uh, but to be fair, she was kind of walking, in my opinion, unbalanced with her a- arms up, trying to keep her balance. But it was like Miss Pris Valley Girl, you know, kind of 
I, I can't even describe it accurately, but, you know, the arms are all up, but, you know, she's, you know, because she's trying not to fall, her arms are kind of carrying her momentum, you know, side to side, and then she busted it. Well, I mean, I slipped, but I didn't fall a couple of times walking to to my vehicle, and I'm slipping on, you know, the ice that is there now, and um, that was, you know, the wet water slush, and now because it's cold, it's refreezing to ice. Um, the untouched, melted areas that our snow is much easier to to walk on so um that is my um my thoughts and my unpopular opinion or that i assume that is an unpopular opinion so anyway just had to uh share that and i thought i had something else um to, to share as well, but I don't necessarily remember. Um, so with that, we will go ahead and get into um, some suns. So there's that, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, suns. Uh, well, you know what, let's go ahead and go... Uh, Cardinals. We'll go Cardinals first. Uh, up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, I'm back with some uh, Cardinals. Um, some media availability as far as the Cardinals uh, go. Cliff, um, Kyler, and then um, Chris Banjo. Uh, he's a defensive back safety uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, all three of those gentlemen uh, spoke to the media. So uh, we'll go ahead and, and dive into that. But before I do that, um, I did want to um, in some way uh talk about the um the hbo show hard knocks and hard knocks has been uh a show uh with the nfl for a couple of seasons now um some of it uh, most of their stuff has been you know kind of their preseason stuff um, and then uh, a couple of seasons where they've done, uh, I know last year it was the Colts, I think, um, in season, or maybe Detroit, um, or, or I think maybe both, not at the same, you know, same year or same time, but um, this year is uh, Hard Knocks with uh, Cardinals in season. And uh, it... Uh, First episode debuted last night, and there was uh, a trailer that I seen um, also yesterday of uh, Buda Baker uh, very, very passionately um, with with some explicitives um, 
you know, frustrated, sharing his frustration of, you know, the constant loss um, that they faced this year and more specifically the loss, the losses dated back to last season at home. And very, very frustrated. But when I saw that, at first I was kind of was like wondering, all right, what game is this after? And then secondly, um, I thought of, you know, though it's great to see Buddha, Buddha, Buddha leading um, in that way, I also thought, why is that not Kyler Murray? Where where's his rant? Where where's his passionate, uh, frustrated speech? You know, we see it on the uh, the cameras, catch it on the sideline sometimes, uh, telling his head coach to calm the f down, um, and other different things. But um, you know, some of the the pouty stuff we we've seen and and all that. But uh, where where's his rant? His speech. And so, um, you know, great that it's Buda Baker, but why is it not the quarterback? So that that was one thing that, that I wondered. Um, and so I uh, watched, uh, watched that when I got home from work. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very raw, very, very um, emotional, very explicited, explicitive. Um, they, they don't hold back when they, when they do that stuff. Um, so, um, obviously nothing that I can or, or will, um, you know, play on the, this show, but, um, it, uh, it was, it was pretty good, uh, pretty well, um, done. And, uh, it, um, the, the loss that, um, was um that Buda Baker was uh talking about um wasn't um after the home loss to um to the Seahawks uh last week but it was um previous um, and that would have been to the e- Eagles. Um, it was after the Eagles loss, um, to which they only lost by three points. Um, at least that's what I gathered. It was after the Eagles loss. Um, you know, they do show footage of, um, you know, some earlier stuff. They, they, they talked about how the Cardinals, uh, you know, win over the Raiders and, you know, the magic and the spectacular stuff that, that is Kyler Murray and kind of you see a little bit of, um, you know, why he got the contract he did because he's able to do the things he does that no other quarterback uh, can do. and um, But, you know, they kind of take it from their perspective. Though the Cardinals won that game, it, it hasn't been um, smooth sailing since and, you know, show footage of other games lost and stuff like that. But, it, you know, it was really cool how, uh, you know, Buda Baker was featured in, in uh, you know, had a little segment um, for 
uh, the show. Uh, they showed something um, at the end, and what uh, one of the main things they showed at the end is uh, his um, ankle sprain, which now he's being di- diagnosed with, and he has um, injured it and uh, showed it a little bit with uh, his his mom and his sister, and his sister, you know, dreams coming true to going to uh, ASU. And she's really excited and um, showed footage of Michael Bidwell's uh, plane and him flying the plane and, um, you know, some of the outside footage um, of him, you know, coming in and landing in in the valley and stuff like that. So you see that. Um, You see a a practice that they had in, in, um, you know, cooler, rainy weather and, some guys were all about it. Some were not, and kind of chickening out as far as being being cold and um, stuff like that. And uh, you know, they showed some footage of their uh, some meeting room, you know, and just a couple of things where uh, Cliff was like, "Hey guys, we we gotta, you know, we can't be messing around you know, and talking about the." upcoming um i don't say challenge but the upcoming um opportunity they have against these divisional opponents against the seahawks uh which they lost to but against the rams at um at their place and then in mexico city against you know the 49ers and um and, and just stuff like that um inside the quarterback room and inside the other position rooms uh, so that it was, it was just really, really cool to see that. But, you know, one thing I noticed in most of it is a very, very frustrated team, um, from top to bottom. And, uh, you know, it was, it almost came off as because they were so frustrated and it was the same old song, the same old, you know, coaches, you know, frustrated with them and, Cliff frustrated, you know, stressing to the coaches. There was a scene like that that he was just like him and his staff, and then, the, you know, they broke off, and, you know, they showed footage of each um, uh, each position and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the facial expression of, of the players, you know, I, I don't know if you call it focus or you can call it, um, you know, just not in the present. They just, they looked like they weren't in the present, but obviously the, their face was more so, you know, the frustrating season that they've, that they've had. So, I don't know, it was very good, very, um, very interesting. And from what they, you know, showed it, it looks like they are indeed saying the right things and they are on the, on the same page, but, uh, for whatever reason, and and they they said said this for whatever reason, it just has not clicked uh, on Sundays, on game day, and um, so I you know I don't I don't know um, what else they could do or whatever, but that that's you know from 
my perspective. Now, if it, you know, you've seen it and you have something different, you can always let me know um, at BigSkySportsTalk at gmail.com um, or Facebook and Instagram at BigSkySportsTalk. You let me know what you think, if you've seen it, if you, whatever. So um, there's there's that. Um, other than that, um, you know, like I said, I, I enjoyed it and, um, I got, uh, HBO Max just to do that. I feel like if I didn't have, uh, something to kind of chime in about it on here to you guys, um, that I would be doing the podcast and, er- you know, everybody a dis- disservice not to get you know, my opinion of what I, what I've seen. So anyway, um, we'll move on. Here's, uh, the head coach, uh, spoke to the media, uh, yesterday and, uh, as he, uh, normally does on, on Wednesdays. So here, um, here's his mini availability. Yeah, he'll be out this week, um, and then hopefully get him back for next week. I think it'll be day to day after this week. You played all of like one snap. Do you know when it ha- when it actually happened? Was yeah, it- earlier in the game than most mortal humans could take. I think. I mean, he's such an impressive guy. I didn't really know it had happened. He didn't say much about it until after, and then obviously. Um, was dealing with it after the game, but it was early in the game when it happened. He just played through it and had a heck of a game once again. What's that? I mean, you've watched him play the game. I don't know. He's got a different level of uh, of passion, crazy, whatever it takes, man. I've, the way he plays the game, each and every snap, the way he practices, it's, it's uh, unique to to the sport, and um, you know, it's an honor to be on the field with him. But it was it's impressive that. Yeah, I mean, it, we need him. There's no doubt. I mean, he's an eraser back there. He's one of the best players in the league and uh, a great leader as well. So we definitely need him back as soon as possible. Uh, you know, back to hard knocks. This kind of puts it in perspective of how Buda Baker is, and uh, you know what uh, they're talking about is is his his uh, sprained ankle and. Um, you know they they the footage they showed after after a play after the play it happened uh you know of course you know his words are rather colorful he's like man i messed my ankle up not not messed though and uh you know even to his sister when the the way the episode ended is him talking about it and you know she's like you um that game was uh uh, I'm sorry to say it was not a very good game by you guys, and you know she. He's like, "Yep, you know it. It is what it is." And um. Uh, and then you know she asked about about his ankle, and he said, "Yeah, it it's it's sore." Um, and then asked if you know what he was going to do, get treatment on it or whatever. Um. Uh, but there was also kind of footage in each of the defensive uh, rooms and everybody saying, look at Buddha. If we had every one of you guys um, play like, like Buddha, then we, we probably wouldn't lose a game. 
Um, look where he's coming from. Look how far that son of a gun, but not son of a gun, is is coming from way over here outside of the play and comes and makes the tackle and, and just stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, that is, you know, how Buda Baker plays. That is him. He He is all go 100%. And rarely in in the wrong place. It is uh, it is spectacular to see that he's he's just different. Coaches, you have to grind and concentrate. Do you ever get in the thing where you sit when something happens? You go, oh my goodness, what's next? No, it's just you know um, part of the part of the league, and, and you understand that. I think you know times like this when you get a chance as a coach to really grow and see how good of a coach you are. Anybody can coach all-star teams. You know, it's one of those deals when you have things that come up and you got to adapt and maximize your personnel and who it is. It's an opportunity to grow as a coach and a coaching staff, and, and that's the approach we're taking. What, uh, what's the thought process in terms of what you do not having him on the field? Is it using Isaiah back there more, possibly? Is it, is it what, what, how do you approach that? Uh, we're going to work through it this week. I mean, we'll have a good plan for it. Obviously, getting Chris Banjo back a couple weeks ago, Chuck hopefully feels great this week. And, and then Isaiah, like you said, um, just finding the best answer. You don't replace a guy like that, but trying to find the best answer to try to kind of supplement um, and do what we can do at that position. Does Washington have a chance to be ready to go, even though he's just activated today? And we have to see how he feels throughout the week, yeah. Um, he was out there today for the walkthrough, but uh, we'll put pads on tomorrow and see how he feels. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, when you watch the film this year, I think he's playing as good as anybody at any position in the league. I mean, week in, week out, the effort, the hustle plays, I mean, his attention to detail, the stuff he's doing to get us lined up on the back end, it's just been elite and uh, it's tough, tough loss and tough for him, but he, he means a lot of this place and he'll still be around in um, the next couple of weeks and, and helping us out, but yeah, you can't replace a guy like that on the field. You said on Monday that you went off fire and brimstone like a month ago. What does fire and brimstone cooking curry look like? Um, I mean, we'll save that for the hard knocks, I guess. But <laughs> no, it, it's it's just uh, you have to pick your spots, and I think it's just being real with ourselves. And and I'm the first one to to point the finger at me and and do a better job of uh, you know coaching offensively and. and um, scheming and maximizing our personnel, all those things. And, and then, you know, players and coaches and everybody, we've got to take accountability. And that, that's all that was, was just uh, look in the mirror type type speech and then you try to get better. But for whatever reason, we haven't reached the level we all know we can play at. And the one thing you don't want to do as a competitor is underachieve an entire season. I kind of think that's where we've been and it's time to um, get over it. Uh, I, during hard knocks, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I've seen the quote unquote fire and brimstone up to this point that uh, head coach is talking about. Um, and and if he we have seen it in this first episode, um, that wasn't anything I've seen. It wasn't fire and brimstone. I mean, yes, it was critical. Um, I think it. You know, he was very very blunt about what was going on and a couple of different things he had to say and, and uh, um, you know, t telling the guys, hey, we got to get it together, telling his staff, hey, we got to get it together and stuff like that and had some color colorful language a couple of times, but um, nothing 
you know, too too outrageous. Uh, I mean, after um, I can't remember if it was after a game or at halftime. Or yeah, it was after a game. He said, uh, I think he said that this 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 crap ain't flying. Um, you know, is this is not complimentary football. You know, we have one week our offense is good, and one week the special teams is playing good, and, d- and defense is playing good, and and the other two aren't, or you know what what have you. And um, we have you know we are we're not playing the way we know we can, and um, you know just stuff like that. But nothing out of the ordinary or, you know, at, you know, any fire and brimstone up to this point. Like I said, if, if we've have already seen it, then God help us because, um, it's, um, not what, um, you know, maybe what we should be seeing. I, you know, that's if we haven't, but, um, I'm going to say that we haven't, but, uh, I feel bad if if we haven't because um, we need something. One time speech or something. Yeah, no, that's it's like I said. I, I pick my spots. I don't want to be the guy who's just constant yelling and screaming and cussing and, and that loses its effect. So I think you know um, when you gotta have that talk and then you move forward and just continue trying to work to get better. You handled the stress of this season. Um, you look back at our last season. Has this been a different kind of stress? No, I mean, they're, they're all the same. I, I just, like I said, I'm very uh, stay in the present and try to get better each day. That's how I've always approached it. I mean, there's only so much you can control and do the best job you can do and, and go from there. And the toughest part is, is uh, when you know you have really good players, good leadership, good team, and for whatever reason, things just haven't fallen in place yet. But that's this league, and it can turn in, in a week, and our guys understand that. Issues on the offensive line and the injuries that you deal with. Does that does that impact greatly what you want to do offensively, especially against a guy like Aaron Donald? Does it change maybe how you would approach a game like this? Yeah, I think it changes any any game you go into with that many pieces out. But particularly, you're playing one of the best defensive players in the history of the league, and he's as good as he's ever been. And um, so it's whatever plan people have when we're going in, it never seems to work, and, and we'll do the best job we can of making sure we know where he's at on every snap, trying to contain him. But he's going to make his plays, and we understand that. And we just have to have uh, a good plan in place to try and continue to stay on schedule and not let those plays just wreck the game, which they have in the past. Does it look like at right guard going forward? We're going to see. We're going to work through that. Um, obviously, Will will be out for a couple of weeks. And I thought Lasita stepped in and uh, handled himself well for his first real NFL playing time. But there's a couple other guys we'll try to work through there, see if we get Max back, see if we get some other guys back, and uh, go from there. Is Josh Jones an option at all, or you just want to keep him attacking? With the numbers down, um, don't really want to risk him going inside, fear of losing you know, the, the one backup tackle we have. But if he gets down to that, he's a guy who's played it last year and uh, could slide in and, and play. How will you handle the hard knocks debut tonight? Will you, will you watch it? Will you silence your phone? I, yeah, all of the above, probably. Yeah, I, I won't watch it. I'm sure I'll get some text um, about it. But once again, I think it's great for the players to be seen in that light. I mean, that's the one positive. I know there'll be some dramatic moments from the season and, and uh, the building and the games. But I think just for our fans to see what these guys are as men, family men, fathers, sons, I think that's really important. And we got a great group of guys. Has there been any more chances? 
matter from the players just knowing that today is the day that it's finally going to start rolling? <clears throat> I haven't heard any. I'm sure there will be some um, tomorrow, but I haven't heard any. Do you get a heads up of what might be shown just so you know what's coming? Yeah, but I trust Mark Dalton. He's good at his job. So. With the injuries on the offensive line, does it motivate you to get Kyler outside more on pass rollouts or those kinds of things where you might put pressure on the outside of it? Yeah, the tough part is teams are also very smart, and they know, you know, with those wide ends that we face, they know that that's um, something that you'd want to do. And so they're, they're uh, accounting for that. But, yeah, I mean, we, we want to make sure that he feels comfortable and trying to get a clean pocket, get a clean throwing space for him to execute at a high level like uh, he can, and um, we'll continue to try and find ways to do that. The walkthroughs on Wednesday that you've had now a couple weeks in a row, is that because there's so many guys either out or limited in practice? We, we had basically talked about doing it um, throughout the offseason as with our uh, end of the year struggles, if you will, um, trying to keep guys healthy, keep them fresh in the, the back half of the season. But this definitely comes into play. The number of injuries we've had, we didn't anticipate that. So we've dialed it back a little bit. There was a bunch of questions Sunday about track, what happens in practice carrying over to games and all that and things. How, how difficult is it when you're practicing without a lot of guys? Only real, two really days of practice. How, how tough is that to get that continuity in practice to prepare for a game? Yeah, it's, it's tough when you're trying to take care of guys and, and at the same time get new pieces, the reps. I mean, there's a fine line you walk, but that's why the walkthrough day has to be really intentional and focused, and um, you got to do as much as you can on those days to make it uh, a, in a very dialed-in, above-the-neck emphasis type situation. With the way Kyler fumbled the ball in the game, and then with you know, Billy in the snaps, are those sort of coaching emphasis, coaching points you got to kind of go over again, or just kind of things that happen in that side? No, you, you can't have those type of errors in a game like that. Obviously, the snap over your head on third and one, and then the snap the previous week on third and seven, crucial situations um, that just they don't win football games in this league, and we understand that. And those are the things that on offense we got to continue to clean up and have really haunted us the entire season. Kyler is always kind of carried the ball in that way when he's running. And a lot of times when he's running, he's not going to get hit because of the way he plays. If he's going to be in the middle of the field or doing some of those other things, does he have to adjust how he carries the ball? Yeah, I mean, like I've always said, he's played a long time this style and, and been the smaller guy that has to protect himself and, and find the soft spot and know when to get down. So uh, it's unfortunate it happened. I mean, he's, he's been pretty good with it um, throughout the his career so far. But yeah, we, we've got to make sure that doesn't happen moving forward. A big play like that in that situation, um, he knows we've got to find a way to hold on to that and score points and going into halftime. Cliff, given the short nature in general of NFL head coaches with a team four years, just like the average now, what makes it so so uh, attractive of a job if you know you're hired and fired? I feel like one of those live golfers right now. <laughs> Do you want the honest answer? <laughs> no, no, I, I think no. Um, when you're in the profession, I mean, it's, it's the highest level you can be at. And for me to come to work with guys that they've spent their entire lives trying to get here, working to get here, they're highly motivated every single day. That's, that's a special environment. That's something that wakes you up in the morning. You get inspired to be around these guys and their stories and all those things. I've coached at the college level. Incredible experience. You build amazing relationships. You get a mentor with those kids. But <clears throat> there's no poking and prodding here. There's no trying to 
make them gain weight, wake them up in the morning. None of that. I mean, these guys are the, the cream of the crop, and to be around every, that every day, I think, pushes you to, to be a better version of yourself. So it's, it's worth it? Yes. <laughs> yes. What was your reaction Most days. about Frank losing uh, his job the other day? I know you've kind of gotten <clears throat> Yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan of him. I think he does as good a job as anybody in the league. When you, when you watch how he operates and you talk to him about the analytics part of it and how he manages and things like that, and it's just unfortunate. Um, you know, how it went it didn't play out the way he wanted. He's been a phenomenal coach. One Super Bowl there with Philly as an assistant, and he'll get another shot. But I haven't met a better man in this league than, than Frank Reich, and um, I'm sure he'll land on his feet really quickly. Is this kind of a season strain your relationship with Steve or Michael? I mean, they, is there more pressure on you from above? Or? No, it, it doesn't. I mean, those guys have been supportive. They understand um, it's a tough business, and um, we talk through things, have great communication, and I understand uh, they have a job to do as well. And, and so that's, that's never been an issue at all. We're all on the same page and have been since I got here. I mean, they took a chance on a fired head coach that, um, from college, and, and so uh, we've always kind of had that as our basis, and we'll continue to work together and try to get this thing right. There always is. Yeah, there's always great communication. We sit with Michael and watch the film, um, BJ and I, every week. And so he has a great understanding of what we're trying to do and where we're falling short. And we take ownership for what we need to take ownership for and, and say what we're going to do moving forward. So the um, communication has been clear and uh, everybody's been great. Is it pretty typical for head coach to watch the film with the owner? I'm not sure how that goes other places. I've heard pe different people do it different ways, but it's been great for um, – I think BJ and I to be able to show what we're trying to do. Here's the plan going forward, and here's how we're going to try to get this thing right. From my perspective, you can really tell uh, that uh, um, Michael does uh, watch film, and he is invested in this team. Um, there was a couple of you know shots of him watching games uh, with Steve, and uh, you know Michael he gets pretty animated um, about some things. Yeah, there was a play that uh, you know went to D Hop you know for the score, and it was actually uh, it was last week's uh, game D Hop that scored the uh, the touchdown. Um, and uh, I mean, before the play, he said, uh, this, "This one, this one's going to D Hop right here. I, I feel really good about it. And it goes to D Hop. D Hop scores, you know. And then they show Michael and and uh, Steve, you know, kind of uh, pumped up and celebrated about it, fist bumping and and whatnot. But one thing I did find interesting is that there's, I don't know if Steve is just more focused or." worried about his job security in the back of his mind or, or what. Um, but he had a completely different demeanor than, than, um, um, than Michael did and does or that was shown anyway. Um, just very you know, straight faced, very kind of, of a focused face. Um, you know, he wasn't like ignoring Michael, but when Michael would, get excited or say something, you know, he'd just shake his head and just, um, I mean, he would acknowledge him, but it was just very, very just, you know, bland, you know, I guess if you will, um, maybe, maybe business is business and, 
thinking about a couple of things and what changes he wants to make or uh, maybe what moves he wants to make or, or not make or whatever. But, um, I mean, he, he definitely did get excited. It just, it was just different. Uh, so that's one thing I noticed. Um, so you can, yeah, you can definitely tell that, that Michael is very, very involved. Um, and as far then they didn't show him watching film, um, with the, with the guys, but, um, evidence of you just kind of reading the play and knowing uh what was going to happen before it really happened was i I thought was really impressive um but up next here's a guy that really really needs to focus and and um play better and and um maybe anticipate things um before they happen like michael does and, and watch some film um here's uh kyler murray Looking forward to seeing the uh, debut of Hard Knocks tonight. Uh, I probably won't watch it. Yeah. Do you have any memories of the show from seasons past or anything that you think about? Uh, I've honestly never really. I've seen like clips and stuff like that, but I haven't just sat down and just watched a season of Hard Knocks before. No. Is, it, is it hard knowing that because they're going to be reliving the previous week that and if we, you're coming we, off a loss, you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. I, that's why I said it's like. Unfortunately, they came, you know, our season's been, is, um, hasn't been, you know, the way we've wanted it to be. So, um, probably a lot of, you know, bad football being shown on there. What do you guys need to do offensively this week against the Rams? Again, I mean, divisional opponent, you know, we know what they do. Um, they've had our number, you know, since, since we've been here. Um, but at the same time, like I said, we know what they do. We know the, you know, I feel like we have a great plan this week. Um, Coverage-wise, we know what they're going to be in. Um, Front-wise, we know what they're going to be in. Um, <laughs> just got to execute, and that's just, you know, that's been the moral of the story. Is just haven't executed, shot ourselves in the foot many times, um, and, you, and to win games, like, you can't do that. So that, that's, I feel like that's, you know, the focus is on us. You know, it's that's where the start is. It's you know, playing clean football. All the other stuff, worry about that later. You know, you know, right now it's fundamental stuff. You know, we're we're, we're we we've been bad at that stuff. You know, so. Oh, we might be doomed uh, because you know how else always says we have we feel like we have a good plan, and then also says the opposite. Well, they had a good plan. Yeah, yeah, that's Cliff Kingsbury. Um. And you can't believe him when they say it, you know, any, anything they, they feel positive about, you can't believe it. Um, and I know they've said it, you know, it in practice, we, we feel like we have good practices and they have practice and then just doesn't translate, um, in, in the game, they shoot themselves to the foot. They say they, there's, you know, they don't have penalties during practice, but on the game, plenty of pre-snap penalties it, so you can't believe them when they when they say it because you've heard it so much from the head coach and other other players and, and it just does not translate so I think we're screwed um in 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 more ways than one um Kyler says we have a good plan Cliff says we have a good plan you know and apparently they don't have a good plan and 
they they lose or they did and they lose anyway. I mean, you know, it's not it's not something he doesn't practice, so it's like I can't really, you know, I'm not gonna jump his ass or anything like that during you know during the game or anything. Um, I know you know it's a high intensity, a lot of pressure, stuff like that, but she got to be better. You know, he, he's capable of snapping. But, you know, I'm not worried about his snaps or anything like that. Um, just can't have those, you know, situations happen. You said that him last week before that you guys don't have made these mental errors and self-inflicted mistakes during practice. So why do you think they, they happen in the game? What is it about the game atmosphere situation that changes everything? I don't know. That's, that's one thing when you stress the details. You know, you stress them, you stress them, you stress them, and you, you, you know, you walk through the stuff, and you, uh, you know them like the back of your hand. It's easier in the game when, when you don't, or you know, you got guys that are in, or out, in and out and stuff like that, and then you get in the game and stuff's going fast, and they don't really, they're questioning what they have, or they're questioning what they do, um, and they're thinking. When, when you're thinking, it's a wrap, you know. Um, that's that's what I would tell any, and I think any football player knows that when you're thinking and you're not just playing off instincts and feel. Um, game starts to move fast, and it's, at that point, you know, the, the, the opposition has you know the, the upper hand. Uh, how do you think Cliff has been handling the last few weeks? Obviously, there's lots of chatter about him. All that, so how do you think he handled it? Um, I mean, there's lots of chatter about all of us, I'm sure. Uh, I, I don't know if he sees it. I, I don't really see it. You know, um, Try to stay away from all the you know negativity and stuff like that. Obviously, it's, this has been a negative kind of season so far compared to last year. Obviously, when you set that expectation, you play well. And uh, as well as we started early last year, everybody's going to feel that and, and, you know, expect that. So that's, you know, in a sense, you know, that's we're going somewhere as far as the standard of, what, you know, what, how we should play football here. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't think he's – I mean, I hope he's not feeling it. You know, I hope he – you know, I, hope, I think he's fine. I, I haven't seen anything otherwise. I mean, obviously he's kind of fed up with losing, as, as all of us are. But at the same time, we got to keep going. You know, season's not over. Um, Still, still got a chance. Um, take it week by week, you know. So that that's the mentality. You uh, with, with with the Rams, I mean, you were just saying, hey, we got to focus on ourselves. Yep. They're kind of in the same kind of boat. I mean, it, does that change the dynamic of this game at all when they're struggling just as much as, as you guys are? I mean, they, you know, Super Bowl champs. I'm sure they got a lot of, you know, probably the same feelings that we got, you know, and they just won a Super Bowl. You know, we didn't we didn't win the Super Bowl, so. Um, St- I know their standard, you know, I know how they, you know, expect to play. Um, what are they, three and th- three and five? So, um, no, I don't, I don't think it changes anything. I just think, you know, we focus on ourselves and let the chips fall where they may, you know, all the uptightness or whatever people are feeling, the pressure and all that stuff, you got to throw that out the window because there really is no pressure. You know, we're, we're haven't played the way we want to play. Um, we're three and six, you know, they're, they're, I don't see the pressure in, in so that, that's 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 kind of how I feel about it. It's, but there is a tendency for guys to put a little too much emphasis on on the yeah on the, yeah yeah that too. And I think that's kind of you could argue that that's been happening. <laughs> so um, you gotta let go of all that. Whoever whoever is feeling that way, uh, throw it out the window. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we're playing football. You know, and again, that's why I said um, I, I don't I don't know. I just I don't know. I asked Cliff about the, the offensive line injuries and the pressure you've been under. Is there any thought to rolling you out and getting you outside of that pocket when you don't have that kind of pressure? Um, 
Yeah, I, I think we, you know, we, I know, I know, you know, we haven't moved the pocket as much as we probably have in the past. Um, again, that's, you know, that's that's probably a question for them. Um, I just do whatever I'm, you know, asked to do. I'm not, I'm not mad about it or anything like that. Um, I understand, you know, the pressure and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it, it's tough. You know, it's tough. We gotta, we gotta block better. We, our guys know that. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's part of the game. You know, it's part of the game. Are you comfortable rolling out? Uh, before we get to that, are are you comfortable rolling out and whatever the rest of the question is? Um, uh, during during hard knocks, and I'm kind of glad I've, I did watch it because I have a lot to kind of speak on. Uh, you know, certain things, uh, questions and answers kind of remind me of other different things. Um, but uh, hard knocks had had the stat that over the last couple of weeks, um, Kyler has thrown only seven touchdowns. But he's been sacked. Would they say fourteen or sixteen? I know it was in the high teens uh, times. So the the pressure that they're talking about in his face, um, you know, pocket collapsing. It's it's been real, um, and uh, it it uh, he he's he has not been able to to. Uh, move or extend plays at all because of how real it's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff said he picks and chooses when he gets mad, when he yells, screams, curses. Because of his typical demeanor, do you think when he does that, it's more effective? Are guys surprised? What do you think the reaction is? What? Say it again. <laughs> when Cliff gets mad, like when, or does he yell more than he says he does? Because he says... He tries to pick and choose when he gets mad and yells and screams. Did he had a meeting about a month ago and kind of cursed the guys and yelled and screamed. Like uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think he likes to. You know, I don't think that's his style of coaching. He's not a, you know, he's he's player's coach. You know, he's not doesn't doesn't. I mean, he's played, so he kind of understands that and he's dealt with it. So he, you know, he put himself in, you know, his shoes when he was a player, um, and I think that's how he deals with it. But. No, he doesn't, he doesn't usually. He, I, don't, I don't see him cussing people out too too often. When, when he when he does, is it more effective because he doesn't do it all the time? I haven't seen him cuss anybody out. Really. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Buda Baker, you know, give a really passionate speech for the Hard Knocks preview. You know, what was going through your mind? And was that after the Eagles game? I think it was. Yeah, it was after the Eagles game. What was going through my mind? Yeah, what was your thought? Just thought. Yeah, I mean, I I can't remember. Um, what number of loss that was for us, but same, you know, I mean, we're all feeling it, you know, um, losing it, yeah, losing is not fun. Losing is not fun. Do you and Cliff change up anything communication wise or just for the sake of just changing up this week to try to, you know? Nah, everybody's looking for these answers. I mean, the answer is do your job, do your job better, um, understand what you have to do, understand, um, how we're blocking this protection, my drop, you know, the depth on your route. Um, there is no, there's no, there's no magic wand for, you know, the mistakes. It's really, all you got to do is do your job. Um, you know, I can live with me throwing a pick. I can, I mean, I'm going to be pissed off, but I can live with somebody dropping a ball, somebody missing a, a block, uh, missing a cut. That's just going to happen, you know, so, um, but not knowing what you're doing, you know, the mental mistakes and stuff like that, like that, that just can't happen. You know, we, we don't have a chance at that point, but, uh, everybody makes mistakes on Sundays, you know, as far as, um, you know, 
like I said, missing blocks, doing stuff. Everybody throws picks. Everybody does that. Like that, that, that stuff's gonna happen. But uh, the good teams don't make those mental errors. We're not, we're not um, making penalties and, and just doing stuff that's not, you know, it's not winning football. And you know, I don't want to keep going on about it, but that, that we clean those things up, and, and you're probably not looking the way we are. But uh, the wristband went away last Sunday. Yeah, it did. Why? I don't know. I, I, I had no input on the wristband. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did Got, you like it or not? It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. We hear from Hollywood these days. Is he anxious to get back out there? Yeah. Um, I'm not a doctor. I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> diagnose his stuff, but um, <laughs> I talk to him every day. So, I mean, his, he's in good spirits. I know, you know, he's anxious to get back, obviously. Uh, I'm not sure when that's going to be, but um, yeah, I'm excited for him whenever he does get back. All right, moving on. Um, Chris Banjo was uh, at his locker. He, he recently uh, activated, um, and uh, along with uh, Charles Washington, the head coach mentioned that as well. But uh, here's uh, Chris Banjo um, at his locker um, for the media. What Buddha means to this team, what he means to the league, honestly. Um, but we do also have a next man up mentality, and it takes all of us. It takes all of us top to bottom. What's that do for you? I mean, what's that pressure put on your shoulders? I wouldn't say it's no pressure at all. I mean, I've always uh, seen myself as a professional and just being prepared. I prepare every week, and for me, it's no, nothing's different this week. I just got to come ready to play. Is there, with just the losing and kind of piling up, any extra stress? How does, how does the locker room kind of oh. stress? That's a good question. I don't want to say any extra stress. I mean, we've, we've definitely been urgent before. I mean, there's definitely some things we obviously got to fix, and it's just, you know, a new week, a new opportunity to try to get those things fixed. People have been around this kind of thing in the past. Mm -hmm. There's a tendency for players to tighten up and try too hard. Mm -hmm. Do you sense that at all? I don't. I feel like we have a good combination of veteran players, along with young players on the team, um, who kind of know, you know, where we've been and where we're trying to go. Um, and it just comes down to executing. Do you think that, where do you think this defense will miss Buddha the most? I mean, you guys see it, the, the fire, the passion that he brings to this game. I, I don't think that's you can replicate that anywhere across the league. You know, I, I feel I really feel like Buddha's a one-on-one -on -one type of individual. Um, so him not being on the field is definitely going to be, you know, impactful. But at the same time, it takes all 11 guys on the field to, you know, try to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. He's been the leading tackle of the last two games. Is that a good thing for a defense when the safety is the leading tackle? You have to ask the D coordinator on that. I, that's, that might be above my pay grade. So, but he's that kind of like safety net, isn't he? So, you know? No doubt, he's a, he's a safety net. But Buddha's also a first aggressor as well. So, him being a leading tackler may not be a coincidence. It's more so his play style than than the scheme, if if that makes sense. So, uh, it could be a mix of both. You just never know. What's this Ram scheme? I mean, historically they've been a little tough to fit, haven't they? Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. They definitely uh, present some challenging uh, concepts. But um, I think for all on the same page, we should be able to execute. You looking forward to Hard Knocks debut tonight? I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> sure, I just said sure on that. Yeah. Would you watch it? Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I think it's I think it's cool for the game for for the fans to get a, uh, a perspective that's you know most people don't get to see, and uh, kind of some of the things that we go through as players and what we think and things we got to deal with. But um, it should be good. Kyler and Cliff said they won't. They're not going to watch it. Well. Uh, I can understand that why they would, but um, I'll check it out and see. I mean, uh, 
I, I mean, I can tell those guys put a lot of time and effort into that. So uh, it's kind of cool to be a part of that as a team, be on a team that's going through that. But um, hopefully in the next coming weeks, we have some better content to provide. So. You know, the Colts ripped off six out of seven when Harnock showed up last year. Is that a fluke? Is there a correlation? I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Time will tell. But um, they've done a great job in kind of just, you know, staying out the way. Uh, I've, like you said, you just said it's coming on a day. I completely forgot that, you know, we're the team that's featured on that. But um, we'll see. You said six or seven. I mean, that, that sounds pretty nice right now. So uh, we'll see. Are there any moments from seasons past that stand out, like Ojo Cinco getting cut or anything that kind of you uh, For some reason, I don't know why. I, I think the Jarvis Landry one, when he was like, uh, you have to practice or something like that. I don't know why that sticks out in my head. But um, other than that, not too much. I don't know why I can't remember too much right now. Who's the personality you think will be highlighted here? I think you have already saw it. I mean, all the previews and what they've seen. I mean, it's undeniable to miss Buddha as a person, as a player. Um, so I'd be surprised if he wasn't highlighted on there. Um, do, you, do you have any hidden talents like that we're going to see on the show? Ooh, you might not even know I play with his team uh, <laughs> based on the way Hard Knocks is. So, uh, don't expect to see me on there. Oh, you made a big play this year. You're going to be I mean, you will still be surprised. What you say? You don't play the banjo? No, I wish I did. I wish I did. I feel like I, I've told myself that's one of my lifelong goals. I got to I got to get to some point. So. Biggest challenge against the Rams and so. Winning. <laughs> Winning. I mean, I, that's I think something that we just we all have at our, you know, forefronts right now, uh, what we're trying to accomplish. So, whatever it takes, however it looks, that's the goal. And we're just trying to make sure we get to it. Obviously, it's tough. Apparently, he got hurt early in the game. Buddha oh, yeah. continued to play. Did you know that he was injured? Or no clue. What does it say about him that he just played with that for a lot of the game? It said it just who Buddha is. Honestly, I mean, Buddha's a type. If he can walk or you know run, he's going to play. So if he with him not playing, it says a lot about his injury. So um, I'm I'm not surprised. You know, in terms of how Buddha you know carries himself and how he plays, but um, yeah, it's unfortunate he's out. All right, that's everything Cardinals I have for you. We'll move on to the Suns, uh, being another road game. Uh, no uh, no sound, and, and I searched high and low and how I would normally find it and and uh, didn't uh, this time. So uh, not a whole lot of sound other than uh, from Bally Sports, Arizona. So we'll have that. So, um, But... Uh, at least it was a Suns win, and we'll get into all that next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Talking about a Suns win um, right now, and, uh, you know, no Cam Johnson still, of course. Um, and no Chris Paul uh, with, out with the uh, heel injury. Uh, so uh, that's that's what the Suns were up against, but it didn't matter because they won 129 to 117. Um, I think, uh, you know, Chris Paul's injury is nothing uh, too serious. I mean, yes, it kept him out this game, but... Um, you know the you, the argument could could be made that if if uh, it was a big big game or uh, a playoff game that he would definitely be out there and at this point you know with Chris Paul and his uh, injury history it's just better that he is 100% than um, you know the 95% 
uh, and you can you can get by without them, and the the sons did. Um, I think one thing that uh, um, might have helped is in bef- well before it's like six or seven minutes left of the first quarter, not the first half, first quarter. Both uh, Carl Anthony Towns and um, Rudy Gobert were in foul trouble. They both had three fouls. Uh, and uh, um, I don't r- recall either of them uh, getting much more than that. I think, uh, you know, maybe five, four or five. Um, but it kept them out for a while, and I, that, I think that, that made a big difference. But Devin Booker... He played well, 32 points, 12 of 23 from the field, uh, perfect deadline, 3 of 3. Rudy Gobert um, led his team in points even though he was out for a while, which is, you know, I don't know if you say that's impressive or um, pathetic for everybody else, but 25 points, um, 8 of 11 from the field, 9 of, of 11 at the line. Um, Mikel Bridges, nine rebounds, seven defensive, two offensive. Rudy Gobert, um, again, uh, 11 rebounds, uh, eight defensive and three offensive. And then Devin Booker, 10 assists, one turnover, 38 minutes. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, six assists, three turnovers in 33 minutes. For the Suns, their starters, uh, Torrey Craig, 26 minutes, two of five from the field. Two of three from deep, eight rebounds, one assist, um, and uh, six points. Um, Mikel Bridges, 42 minutes, 12 of 20, two of six from deep, nine rebounds, five assists, 31 points. DeAndre Ayton, 33 minutes, four of 10 from the field, six rebounds, two assists, only um, nine uh, points. Uh, Cam Payne started for uh, Chris Paul. He had 35 minutes, 8 of 17 from the field, 4 of 9 from deep, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, um, and 23 minutes. And I think um, he didn't have a single turnover. It was, um, at least I don't recall seeing one. They put out a graphic of how well um, Cam Payne was doing, and it was just perfect. Um for you know not literally but you know it it didn't matter didn't you didn't notice anything without chris paul out there and and of course they win and campaign had had a great game uh booker 38 minutes 12 of 23 from the um field goals uh five of uh 17 or five of 17 five of seven from three-point land uh, four rebounds, 10 assists, and uh, 32, 32 points. Um, uh, Dario, uh, 13 minutes, 5 points. Um, Jock Landell, 12 minutes, 4 points. And uh, Damian Lee, 16 minutes, 3. And then Shaman off the bench. Um was the most significant contributor with 19 minutes, 16 points. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, McDaniels, 38 minutes, 24 points. Gobert, 30 minutes, 25 points. And uh, Towns, 28 minutes, 11 points. Both um, uh, Gobert and Towns did end up with the four um, 
personal fouls and uh, Towns with one uh, technical foul on him um, that I that I remember. Um, uh, D'Lo, um, 33 minutes, 20 points, and then Anthony Edwards with his uh, 35 minutes and 11 points. And um, he he picked up a lot of fouls early and often. He had five. Um, uh, and then their big guy off the bench, as far as points and production goes, is Noel with 23 minutes, 14 points. As a team, Suns, 47 of 97, 48.5%. Um, they were from deep 16 of 35, 45.7. Great percentage right there. Um, at the line, only missed one shot, 19 of 20, 95%. Uh, T-Wolves, 41 of 78. That's a 52.6%. Um, 9 of 27, 33.3%. And at the line, 26 of 32, 81.3%. Um, uh, Wolves uh, out rebounded the Suns thirty-eight to thirty-six, with eight offensive boards and thirty defensive boards. Suns ten offensive boards and twenty-six defensive boards. Um, Suns had more assists thirty-one to twenty-six, um, with more steals ten to four, um, but fewer blocks with T Wolves six and uh, um, Suns three. Um. More turnovers with 11, um, or no, fewer turnovers, excuse me, uh, with 11, um, and uh, Timberwolves 19, uh, giving up 32 points, uh, Suns only 14 points off their turnovers, uh, fast break, um, Suns 13, uh, Wolves uh, 10 points in the paint, um, 62 for the Timberwolves, uh, 54 for the Suns. And uh, only a one foul difference, 22 for um, the Timberwolves, 21 for the Suns. Um, both uh, had technical fouls. And the largest lead of the game for the Timberwolves was three points. Um, and that was the first points they scored. Uh, Suns would answer back with a, a three-pointer of their own. It was kind of a um, um, couple of... Um, um, uh, changes of the score, a uh, couple of ties, but um, it wasn't long until Suns would pull away, and their largest lead was 27. Um, and I think they had that in the third, um, third quarter. I, I, um, I, I noticed. I remember when it was uh, a 20-point lead. Um, Wolves. Did chip away, chip away, and then I never, you know, realized. You know, of course, it was a little bit further out of, out of range um, when they uh, brought it up to the twenty seven mark. So um, that's that again. One twenty nine. Suns a winner uh, now. Eight and three on the season, um, and uh, Minnesota uh, five and seven, and they've. Uh, um, of course, uh, struggled, and that's uh, now two 
uh, wins. Carl must have said something to him. Mm -hmm. You know, he must have said something to him. He's like, okay, I'll just light you up. Oh, boy, he exposed him a couple oh. of times. Uh, oh. The pace, the sharing, 32 assists for the Suns in this one. And it was Mikel Bridges who started this party, mm -hmm. and it never stopped for Mikel. TC, he's had some great games. He's had games where he scored more points than this. To me, this was his best all-around game. 31 points, 9 rebounds. Five assists, four steals, a block. And in the past, he would score, you know, 28, 32, four, 34 points by hitting a bunch of threes. He spread it around with the mid-range game. Well, he's just drop. doing such a great job of right there. You see him going to the rim. I mean, he's so, so great in the paint, you know, shooting it over that right shoulder, going left and knocking down the fadeaway. But that right there, are you kidding me? He just he just does such a tremendous job. You know, that, you know, Inspector, what, what's the guy with Inspector Gadget? He's got all the gadgets. <laughs> Does, he, he's got them all. And he is so confident now offensively with that repertoire that he yeah. has, which he's had, but I think now we're just seeing more of it. As you can tell, I didn't mean to hit the button there to uh, start the uh, um, post-game report for the um, for Bally Sports Arizona, but I was saying two wins is what I was saying over the uh, Timberwolves now uh, on the season. So they've uh, won the series, um, the Suns have. So um, that's everything. Uh, Suns, um, a great win, uh, especially good with uh, you know Cam Johnson still out and then Chris Paul out with a heel injury um, is is good. Everybody stepped up and uh, you know not often. And I've said this you know over the years covering this team, they do not put together. Uh, too many back-to-back -back bad performances. Um, of course, the last time was in the playoffs, and then of course it was the most critical time. Um, but it, you know, obviously losing by a combined total of sixty is is definitely not good. But um, in, in the regular season, unfortunately, when it doesn't matter as much, um, they don't. But uh, anyway, hopefully they can uh, right that that ship this year um and erase everybody's memory of of last year's postseason uh that is the uh goal um but i appreciate it um that is the show as i said um thank you for listening thank you for doing all that you do um please continue to listen share um tell your friends your family your neighbors your enemies uh about this show and uh, um and try to help me grow this thing i appreciate that um at big sky sports talk uh, on facebook and instagram at big sky sports talk at gmail.com um you can um let me know anything you want to know give your comments and um you know perhaps i'll share them uh and uh i, I don't mind doing that if, if you if you'd like that to happen um uh we are spotify um Apple, Google, Audible, uh, Amazon Music, um, iHeartRadio, uh, just about everywhere. Um, you can you can find us and listen to us in, in your favorite uh, platform. Um, I'm sure we are. I've done my due diligence to get everywhere I can. Um, so uh, to make it easier for everybody to uh, everybody anybody to find me. So uh, we are. We're available. We're, we're there. Um, soon, well, I say soon, eventually we'll, we will be on YouTube. Uh, I'm, I'm reached out to a couple of uh, people 
about doing that, what the best way to do that is, um, and especially now with my, um, my with my workstation of the way it is, I would like to do that. So maybe eventually there. But uh, anyway, as I always say, thank you for listening. Thank you for getting involved. Thank you for sharing. Um, it's it's always good, and, and I really appreciate it. Um, until tomorrow, uh, you'll we'll have our Friday show. Um, already Um, that is uh, all uh, tomorrow I appreciate it thank you guys